0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. You are listening to your Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account as well. That is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That Twitter account will always have a PL and l posted as its pinned tweet. And at the moment, you can see the P&L for the month of May, which was my 120th month in a row Of transparent track profit. So if you look through that spreadsheet, you are looking at my 120th month in a row of transparent track profit, which means I've been undefeated in sports betting for a decade. 120 winning months, zero losing months. If you want to do more research and look at my other spreadsheets, they are posted on the website lockbetting.com. So we are here to discuss the Champions League final and It is somewhat of an underwhelming final for some people, probably because nobody cares about Manchester City. No, not really. It's because a lot of people feel... Like it's an automatic. Like it's a foregone conclusion. If you listen to the opinions of people. It's just a case of Manchester City turning up. And winning the treble. Like it's a foregone conclusion. If you look at the way the two teams have played this season. If you look at the form. If you look at City's form coming in. And you look at what they've achieved this season. It seems like a foregone conclusion. If you look at the players. The personnel. It seems like a foregone conclusion. If you look at the managers. It seems like a foregone conclusion. And most importantly as we are the Soccer Gambling Podcast, look at the odds and they would suggest that it is a foregone conclusion. But we have been here before with Manchester City.
1: Chilwell. Oh, look at Mason Mount winning that out of nowhere. Burner again. Big chance. His second brilliant football from Chelsea. Never. Dangerous. Bowden and Rudiger did enough.
2: That's a magnificent tackle by Rudiger.
1: Chilwell and Mount and Havertz is through here. He's Anderson and he must score. He yeah. has scored. Kai Havertz, Champions League hero. Immortality beckons if Chelsea can hold on. Three minutes before half time. They've broken the city resistance. Isn't that useful to watch that, in? Bowden bursting. Surrounded by Blue, he's still got the pass away. It's really dangerous. It's a brilliant and typical Aspilicueta challenge. You need heroes at both ends of the field. It's in the air for a long time. It's not been dealt with. It's worth a shot. And Mendy was rooted to the floor as it slices and floats off target. Mendy just judged the bounce, and he has. All eyes on you, ref. Chelsea Football Club Champions of Europe. It's happened. It's real. Against the odds. With a bit of experience, those young guns of 2021 are the kings of the continent. The cup belongs to Chelsea again.
0: That was the 2021 Champions League final where Manchester City entered as overwhelming favourites, and they were hit by a sucker punch on the break as Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea slipped through their midfield, which was non-existent for this goal, like a hot knife through butter, allowing Kai Havertz to score the winner in the Champions League final, settling the game with a single goal, a 1-0 win for Chelsea, A 1-0 win has been enough in the last three Champions League finals. All of the last three finals have been settled by a single goal. And the over two and a half goals was favourite in all of them. Goals were expected in the game between PSG and Bayern in 2019. Goals were in 2020 rather. Goals were expected... In the final, of course, in this one between City and Chelsea, and a lot of City goals, it was expected to be a mismatch. It was not. And last year, we had two attacking teams in Liverpool and Real Madrid. It was decided by a single moment with the winner being scored by Vinicius Junior. So those expecting City to rock up here and to rip this team apart in a mismatch, and for Erling Haaland to have a field day, on the biggest stage possible, think again, because the last three finals have been decided solely by a single goal. And when you look at Inter Milan... And what kind of tactics they'll try to implement here. They may come in here and try to park the bus and stop Manchester City playing. And it may take Manchester City a bit of time to get the breakthrough. But many feel it's ultimately inevitable that they will get that breakthrough against this interside. But they felt that again back in 2021 against Chelsea, as Manchester City were the far superior team. And it was hard to make a case for many Chelsea players to get into that combined 11. But in the end, Chelsea won the game and Thomas Tuchel came out on top of Pep Guardiola. So how do Manchester City avoid this once again? Well, the answer lies with Pep Guardiola. And it's almost bizarre to do this, to criticise This manager, off the back of what he's done so far this season, he's got City here to this Champions League final. They did beat Manchester United last weekend, and they did catch Arsenal in the Premier League. These are astronomical achievements. But are they? Or is Pep Guardiola a checkbook manager who doesn't know how to win the big game? And even if he does, is he going to get the credit For beating a team like Inter Milan in the final after Inter Milan came through the weaker side of the draw. Well, I disagree with him not getting the credit because he should. Because Manchester City have taken apart Real Madrid and Bayern Munich en route to this final. However, they did not win any away games in that run. They had to do it all At the Etihad. All of their wins came at the Etihad. That's when Manchester City were dominant. This game will be played in Istanbul. So there is no Etihad advantage. So despite the fact that many people do label it the Etihad and say Manchester City don't have strong support, the stats tell you that Manchester City do like playing there and they are dominant on their own turf. This is happening in Istanbul. This is neutral territory. This isn't the Etihad. Obviously, you guys know that, but I'm outlining a very clear point. This is not happening where Manchester City have been most dominant in the Champions League this season. Looking at the league, Arsenal were a very, very young team and inexperienced out in front and allowed Manchester City to catch them. And Manchester City, in the end, caught them quite comfortably. They beat Manchester United in the FA Cup final. They were expected to. But they were the beneficiaries of two goalkeeping errors, especially the second one by David De Gea. And were up against it at the end of the first half. And Manchester United were on top at the end of the second half as well. With gennacho going close. And Scott McTominay missing an open goal in injury time. It was not a convincing victory for Manchester City. So whilst Manchester City have done well to get here. They have managed to catch a very young Arsenal team. Whilst there was no competition across the rest of the league. Liverpool were poor. Manchester United are in transition. Chelsea are absolutely awful tottenham were awful as well so the only challenges were arsenal an inexperienced young team who were caught by the monster that is manchester city aided by a huge checkbook that allows them to be on top season after season so is it a monumental achievement for Manchester City to get to get here while Man United are in transition, Chelsea are in transition, Liverpool had a poor foot season, Arsenal are a young team, Newcastle are an up and coming team, and in the Champions League we've got Bayern Munich who were an absolute disaster going from Nagelsmann to Tuchel. That was a move that didn't work. We had Real Madrid who did very little business in the transfer window. In fact, sold a key player in Casemiro, did not bring in any replacements. They hinged all. All of their summer transfer activity on getting Kylian Mbappe and they did not. Therefore, it was a down season for Real Madrid who did not even win La Liga. That was won by Barcelona who exited the Champions League at the group stage phase. Elsewhere, we saw very little threat from the other English clubs. Liverpool were disappointing. They were taken apart at home to Real Madrid. Real Madrid then took apart a very poor Chelsea team managed by Frank Lampard at that point. His appointment was a complete joke. And we saw nothing once again from Paris Saint-Germain who are breaking things up again and starting over and un- are unlikely to present any kind of threat in next year's competition either. So the main threat really came from the two teams in Italy, Inter Milan, who were expected to win Serie A but did not, and Napoli, who were the overwhelming winners in Italy and Serie A and a team that many expected to finish in the Champions League final going up against Manchester City, but not me. This is the final that I picked immediately after the quarterfinal draw, because of the way that Inter Milan have set up and played against Napoli. And whilst they haven't had the best defensive record so far this season, they have turned up for the big games. They were able to qualify from the group ahead of Barcelona, where they were able to grind out a positive result, a 1-0 win at home. They were able to do that in the league as well, beating Napoli, handing them their first defeat, of the season after the World Cup when Napoli looked unbeatable before that and just the way that Inter Milan played these games and the way that they ended up going on to win the Coppa Italia made me feel like Inter Milan were the choice on that side whilst they underperformed in the league where they should have been the winners based on their squad depth I felt like they were delivering this competition and if they came up against Napoli they would find a way to qualify in the end it didn't happen. AC Milan did the job. They managed to get through utilising their pragmatic approach, shutting out Tottenham, shutting out Napoli, sitting in with a very effective low block and counter-attacking at pace with the likes of Rafael al. And that worked for Milan until they came up against Inter, who disposed of their Milan rivals very comfortably, giving us the final that we have tomorrow between Manchester City and and Inter Milan. So before we specifically preview that game, and before we look at the odds, let me take this quick time out to tell you guys about Edgeboost. This episode is supported by Edgeboost, and Edgeboost is the world's first bet now, pay later visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. You could get down on some of your favourite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. And for me and for my, my clients, we are coming up to future season. Now, I provide a service that has delivered an incredible futures record over the last 10 years. I have 10 years of profit And I have an 80% winning record when it comes to futures over one unit. An 80% winning record. And this is futures season for me. This is where everybody wants to get down on the EPL futures, the NFL futures, the other football leagues as well. Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga. We do them all. And this is the time where that's coming up. Prior to that as well, we have the Women's World Cup. We have the Gold Cup. Futures are where it's at. And you don't want to miss out on these plays if you are signed up to my service. But a lot of people do because they say I haven't got the bankroll for the futures. And I run an affordable service. My bank management, my bankroll management is very, very sensible. I don't put out these stupid five unit plays, 10 unit plays, 20 unit Wales, 50 unit play of the year, even though they put it out every week. How can it be a play of the year if it happens every week? I don't do none of that. But what I do do is is I do increase my volume during future season because we have an 80% winning record. And it would be silly to miss out, but if you don't have the bankroll, you don't have the bankroll. With Edge Boost, you will have the bankroll. You can get down on all those futures, and you don't have to use it for futures. You can just double down on your favourite bet. So if you think that Manchester City are going to win tomorrow and win comfortably you can get down on that. You can create an awesome middle. You can even create a hedge. Now, I'm encouraged to say that's gross, but we've had Manchester City to win this tournament since the very beginning. It would be stupid not to hedge on Inter Milan tomorrow based on the way Manchester City played in the previous Champions League final and the way that Pep's tactics. ...seem to get in the way of things when it comes to crucial games like this one. More on that in a second. Edge Boost isn't also some sort of sleazy loan shark because they are charging you 0% interest. Let me ask you, do you know of a way that you can access more money to place on your favourite bets without paying any interest? Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. This is all uploaded onto a card, and that card can only be used at legal gambling sites. So it's all above board, it's all very, very sensible, and it's all set up to be a part of a responsible gambling gambling plan. So, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up today That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge. You must be 21 or older. If you have a if you have a gambling problem, don't do this. Instead, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we move on to analyzing the game and the odds, let's have a listen to today's press conference from Pep Guardiola.
2: Pep, it's lovely to have you here. Is this a difficult time? Is this the most difficult time because you've, you've got all the anticipation, the excitement, and it's all happening tomorrow?
3: No, I think the most difficult one is when the players are warm up. Uh, you stay in the, you are in the, in the dressing room and waiting until one hour. That is the worst. But now it's relaxed. Good dinner, we went to do everything, so no problem. So you
2: you embrace all of this stuff, you know, you enjoy it, drink yeah, it in, not keep it out? Yeah.
3: Definitely, yeah. It's time to, you know, be together and we know exactly what what we are, what Inter is going to try to do and try to play well.
2: Yeah, but do, do you enjoy these occasions in, in, a, in a different way now? Are you more relaxed?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. <laughs> Compared to when? The, the Leipzig... Uh, <laughs> Last 16, for example, or group stage, you have to do it in 1000 already, you know. So we lost, you know, we lost in 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 against uh, Chelsea in, yes. in Porto, and no? the people said disaster. Yeah, we were the second best team in Europe, and when you are the second best team in Europe, it's it's not bad at all. No. So now we have to try to be the best team in Europe, and that's why we're going to play again.
2: And you've been emphasizing to the players that this is such an occasion, just to. Bring all of it in. Don't don't shut it out. You know what I mean. Just enjoy it, the experience.
3: The pressure is there, mm. so the players want to do it, and the difficulty of the opening is there. So we don't have doubts, uh, any doubts about that. Uh, but you know, we experienced two years. So when we lost the final, could be or thought it's the end of the world. It wasn't yeah. the end of the world. In one week, in we on the holidays, and prepare the next season, and two years and after we are here again so let try to do our best and there's a football game try to to do a real good football game perform as best as possible otherwise it will be more difficult and after so at the end the destiny is already written written in I don't know the stars or yes. somewhere else yes. so so that's all. But whatever happens, it's been a fantastic season, hasn't it? You've already had the
2: Premier League, the FA Cup. Obviously, you want the treble, but it's still been a fantastic uh, season so absolutely, far.
3: Absolutely, but of no, we're going to be, <laughs> you know, judge. We're going to be judged a little bit what happened tomorrow, so we cannot deny that and our, you know, what we have done this season. So we know what we're playing for. We are ready for this challenge, and yeah.
2: The last time a Champions League final was played here was 2005 Liverpool AC Milan which is very oh. dramatic I was reading a story about you in 2005 you nearly signed as a player for Manchester City didn't you in
3: that time
2: yeah same year oh yeah so you came to Manchester City and you didn't quite get it imagine how things would have been different if you signed as a player then
3: they will not have signed in as a manager <laughs> no, <laughs> they will no, realize no, no. that was a player definitely they will, yeah. they will realize maybe it was at the end of my career uh, Uh, Yeah, a long time ago, in that time. I don't really remember. I remember perfectly the game, you know, 3-0 in a hard time. Apparently, it looks like over, and after football, it happened. Great comeback and penalties. Oh, yeah, there'll
2: be some drama tomorrow as well. Am I right in saying that when you went to Manchester City in 2005... That they didn't let you into the director's box because you were wearing jeans, is
0: that
3: right? Yes. <laughs> actually. It happened Oh well. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the elites on the, you know, in the same positions in the stadiums. It's so demanding. I'm not used to go to that position. I was a football player, I was on the pitch. So uh, and they gave me a jacket or something like that to, to get in. So they wouldn't do that to you now. I no, don't no, think
2: so. No. No. Now now we will dress properly. Well it's gonna be a fantastic occasion. Wish you all the
3: best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Okay. All, right. all the best. Enjoy the game.
0: So that was Pep. Trying to come across as cool, calm and collected going into this final. A final that they really should win on paper and based on everything that we've seen so far this season. As I said, a foregone conclusion for many. I talked about that at the top of the show. We're going to break down the odds now for the game. Before we do that, let me let you know that we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away... million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use a promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. So we've been talking quite a bit about the odds here for this game. So let's actually run through them. Manchester City on the money line. Are the two to five favourites to win it? So you would need to put down a hundred dollars to win forty dollars here from this game, taking Manchester City on the money line. Strong, strong favourites to win the game. It's 18 to five on the draw, and it's 11 to two here on Inter. The Lifter Trophy Market or the winner of the tie market sees Manchester City as the one of five. Minus 500 favourites here with Inter Milan priced up at 7-2. to two. The over-under market here for the game see over two and a half goals priced up at 4-6. to six. So it's the favourite again for the fourth year in a row. But the under has cashed for four straight years. You can even go back to the game we didn't talk about where Liverpool beat Tottenham by two goals to nil. The under here to cash for the fifth year in a row is available at 11 to 10. So how do I see it actually playing out? Well, if Inter Milan want to have any chance of winning this game, they cannot stand toe-to-toe with Manchester City. Now, this is an Inter Milan team who are built to attack. If you look at the attacking options they have, it's not really in their nature to set up defensively. If you look at the goal tally this season, they did score 71 goals in 38 games. That was only bettered by Napoli and only by six goals, but they did concede 42 times this season in 38 matches, so that's slightly over one goal a game, that would have been disappointing for them. They did get that right towards the end of the season. They did keep some decent clean sheets, especially en route to this Champions League final. So they did show that they do have the capacity to do both. They do have the capacity to go forward in certain games, but they can set up with a more pragmatic and defensive approach when they need to. And they're going to need to have to do that tomorrow in order to be successful in this Champions League final. And uh, their approach is going to be to sit in, to set up a low block and to try and hit Manchester City on the break. To try and win set pieces. To try and get the ball up to either Jeko or Lukaku, whoever starts alongside Lutaro Martinez. And to bring other players into those attacks when they do have those rare attacks. Because make no mistake about it, Manchester City are going to be dominating the ball possession. Manchester City are going to be dominating the shot count. Manchester City are going to be dominating the shots on target count. Manchester City are going to be dominating the corners. Manchester City are going to be dominating the XG. But none of that is going to matter. All that's going to matter is who puts the ball in the back of the net. Do I think Inter Milan can win this game tomorrow? Yes, of course they can. Manchester City are not an unbeatable team. But... A lot of that, for me, will centre around Pep Guardiola overthinking once again and not naming the same team that he's named for key games in recent matches. I'm talking about the FA Cup final. I'm talking about the win against Arsenal in the league. That is the Manchester City team... That Manchester City supporters want to see named tomorrow. If there's any kind of weird tinkering, if suddenly we see Rodri disappearing like we did for the last Champions League final, then Manchester City fans should be worried. But I think Pep Guardiola has learnt from all the tinkering and messing around. And ultimately, I don't see any of that. And I see the same Manchester City team as last weekend being named as the starting lineup. If that's the case, It's very, very difficult to look past Manchester City, and I think the pattern of play here will be clear. It will be Inter Milan sitting in, trying to stay in the game, trying to set up counter attacks, trying to break on Manchester City, trying to win corners and and free kicks and nicking the goal that will allow them to go into an even deeper defensive formation, trying to hold on to what they have. Now, if you look at their results in the Champions League this season, they have been successful at doing that. They were able to come out of the blocks fast and win at AC Milan. I would say that as an exception. That wasn't really what they did tactically in that game. They did do it afterwards. Once they got ahead, they did sit back with a defensive low block and the sole intent was to not to concede any more goals for me if Inter Milan carried on playing the way that they did in the first 20 minutes they probably could have beaten AC Milan 4-5-0 on that day because AC Milan really weren't at it but they decided to set up with a defensive formation they did that again for the second leg came away with a 1-0 victory prior to that in the league they went away to AS Roma and came away with a 2-0 victory they won the Coppa Italia second leg at home against Juventus with a 1-0 victory they won away to benfica in the champions league with a 2-0 victory setting up with the same tactics and uh, they got themselves a 0-0 draw at porto as well protecting the 1-0 league one nil lead that they had from the first leg and of course we already mentioned earlier they won at home to Napoli earlier on in the season that was Napoli's first defeat of the season and um, they also have other victories such as the 1-0 win against Atalanta in the Coppa Italia quarterfinal as well I have mentioned that Coppa Italia run because I think it's important to mention that as it shows what this team have done in cup competitions and ultimately they did win that cup by beating Fiorentina in the final so this is a team who were capable of playing two different ways and tomorrow they were set up in a defensive way looking to take the game to Manchester City on the break while Manchester City dominate the stat count but ultimately The way I see it playing out is Manchester City getting the breakthrough. And if Manchester City get the opening goal, that's going to open up the game. It's going to mean Inter Milan are going to need to resort to plan B. And plan B is going to allow Manchester City to ultimately run away with the game. Therefore, I think the best way to play this would be to take Manchester City to win on the money line and to tack on under four and a half goals because I don't see the goal coming In the first 20 minutes. And because I do see Inter Milan. Implementing this approach. And implementing it successfully. Off the bat. Because they have been able to do it well. Throughout the season. I do believe it will take Manchester City. Some time to get that opening goal. But once they do. Then I believe that they'll be able to score another one as Inter Milan are chasing the game, but I don't think it will get anywhere near five goals. So we may get over two and a half goals for the first time in four years, but it would not surprise me to see this game go under again. It would not surprise me to see Manchester City grinding out a 2-0 victory, taking a while to get the first goal and getting that second goal as Inter Milan turn to plan B and uh, stop with a pragmatic approach, sitting in and going. On the counter attack as they need to chase the game. That's when Manchester City, I believe, will be able to score a second and potentially a third, but I don't think it gets to five goals. My selection here for this game has been a popular one this season. It's been a bet that's won often in Manchester City games, so we'll go with it again because it's the tried and tested. It will be Manchester City and under four and a half goals, and that is available at the price of 10 to 11. Now, if you're not playing the the futures play that we gave out a while back on Manchester City to win the Champions League, then this will be my edge boost double down play of the day. My locks are usually one unit, so this will be your edge boost double down lock. If you have already got that future, then I would only play this for a half unit play because you already need Manchester City to lift the trophy and you don't want to commit too much of your bankroll to this game because I don't think it's as clear cut As other people, Pep Guardiola has a history of being unsuccessful in the Champions League. There will be nerves, and Inter Milan are a team who are ugly to play against and will have a route to victory here in this game. Much like Chelsea were the underdogs in 2021, much like Italy were the underdogs in 2021 at Euro 2020 against England when England had the better players. Inter Milan can do that. This is a team of survivors. They know how to survive. They know how to win ugly. City haven't really had to do that. City are just a dominant force and they could once again Be the dominant force tomorrow, and that is, of course, the most likely outcome. Anybody will tell you that. The odds will tell you that as well. But Inter Milan do have a chance, so I would not recommend going too heavy on this game. You have the future already at better odds. You have an additional play to look at here as well with Manchester City in under four and a half goals. Of course, if you don't have anything on the game from the past, if you don't have the future, then I would recommend going higher on this play, as as it is the way I see the game playing out. But it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy easy ride for Manchester City. I'm not in the same camp as most people. And I think Inter Milan are going to make this a very, very ugly game tomorrow. And it is going to be a more difficult task than many people are expecting. So I guess the big question that many will ask afterwards, and I'm really not looking forward to this debate, is how will this treble hold up against Manchester United from 99? Which is the better treble? Well, I answered that question at the top of the show. I do not feel like there was significant competition in the EPL this season. Man United transitioning, Newcastle up and coming, Chelsea completely rebuilding, Tottenham moving in the wrong direction, Liverpool just not at the races. So you had to overcome an Arsenal team who allowed you to catch them at the end by choking. I always knew that would be the case. That's why I bet Manchester City five times in the futures market during the course of the season at various different prices. Four to six minus 150 at the start of the season. I parlayed them with a couple of other teams that won the league. Benfica and Inter Milan at one to two minus 200. I then took them again at minus 110. I then took them again at plus 150, which was my final bet as I was going getting too deep into the future. But I only saw one winner of the EPL. And last week, as I said, Man United were far more competitive than people expected them to be and as for this Champions League campaign well they're the perfect team to win it this is the strongest version of Manchester City we've ever seen with the addition of Erling Haaland he said it himself he was bought to win the Champions League he was bought to take the half chances that Manchester City didn't take last season against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu when they should have killed the game and allowed Real Madrid to score twice at the end when they capitulated that wouldn't happened had Erling Haaland been on the pitch to make it 2-0 He's here to win the Champions League. They are perfectly poised to win the Champions League. Unlike Man United in 99, whilst that was a team who were also built to win the Champions League, they had to overcome serious competition. Coming back from 2-0 down away to Juventus is more significant than anything Manchester City have done during this run, which has simply been based on beating teams who aren't at their best at the Etihad. I'm talking about Bayern Munich, who made a disastrous decision to go from Nagelsmann to Tuchel just before the the game. And then we look at a real Madrid side who are a shell of them of their former self because they put all their eggs into the Killing Mbappe basket and PSG with Kylian Mbappe with Messi just weren't challengers this season along with all of the English clubs who did not turn up for the Champions League so they should be winning it they should be winning the Champions League they should be winning the Premier League they should be winning everything because that's what they're built to do and therefore in my opinion this does not stand up against the 99 treble but of course as you lot are saying loudly at your speakers of course. I'm going to say that. So that concludes your Champions League preview. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.